Hey people, it's Marvin with my site Auditor, and this is the last podcast of how to run a successful SEO company. This is kind of a conclusion, a kind of a uh, bonus podcast, if you will, and it's what I decided to do is kind of wrap up everything I thought and from this podcast and give you guys a top 10 list of all the takeaways that you should take away from this podcast. So without further ado, this is the top 10 takeaways from the How to Run a Successful SEO Company podcast. So number 10 is finding leverage. Now, if you guys remember this, finding leverage is something that you need to do in order to be a successful SEO, salesperson, owner of a company, president, whatever you want to call it. And the reason why is that you're going to find out that you're going to be inundated with a ton of administrative things that you shouldn't be doing, right? You don't need to print things. You, need to, you don't need to do follow-ups. You don't need to do emailing. You don't need to do, I mean, you need to email, but you don't need to do some follow-up emailing. You don't need to do all these, you know, you don't need to create contracts, you know, those are things that can be done over and over and over again by an administrator or somebody that's helping you out. And the reason why you don't want to be doing these is because those things, you know, are can be done by somebody that makes $15, $16 an hour. And your time and your value is worth like 200 to 250 an hour or more or less, or it's worth a lot more time than administrative work, right? So you can hire somebody entry level to do all the administrative things that you're going to be stuck doing on a daily basis that you shouldn't really be doing, and that will be your leverage. Finding a person to take the 80% of the stuff that gets you that bogs you down every day and puts it on their plate and takes it off of yours. So finding leverage is super important in order to be successful, especially as an SEO, SEO CEO um, or a president of a company or a salesperson. You don't want to get inundated with all the administrative tasks that somebody entry level can be doing. So the next one, number nine, is create a livable company culture. So when your team comes into the office every day, how do they feel? Do they like working there? Are they comfortable? Does it feel like a home environment to them? If not, it should. Because if you can create a, an atmosphere or a culture where your team members love coming to work, they love spending time together, they love relaxing, they love taking it easy, and they also love getting their work done, then you're going to be super successful. So get rid of all those cubicles, get rid of the stuffiness, get rid of all the the, the, the 1980s version office things that you've been doing for years, and make a fun, livable, easygoing environment. You know, add couches, add bean bags, add video games, put up a basketball hoop, Make it an open floor plan, you know, so people can see each other. Make it a relaxing environment where if, whereas if somebody wants to pick up their laptop and walk to the couch and work on the couch for a couple hours, they can do that. If somebody wants to shoot a few hoops because they need to burn off some energy, maybe you have a Nerf hoop in there, they can do that. Uh, if somebody wants to, you know, play uh, a video game for, you know, 20 minutes to burn off some energy and to get their creative juices flowing, they can do that. The point is, is create a livable company culture and environment, and they're going to be a lot more successful. Some other things that you can remember to do is, you know, like flex hours. You know, why make everybody come into work at 7 or 8 a.m.? You know, give them flex start hours. In the digital marketing industry, we're not putting widgets into a machine. It's not an assembly line. We're not making 150 calls all day. So our work, our workload goes up and down, up and down, up and down. So... 
give them flex hours. You know, if they want to come in at nine or 10, allow your team to come in at nine or 10, as long as they get their work done and they stay there for a full day's work, you know, allow them to work from coffee shops, you know, to, to, to maybe focus on something really hardcore that day, you know, give them some flexibility, you know, don't, don't take away vacation days because they got sick in the wintertime with a cold. Don't like, uh, they know when they're abusing their vacation days. They know when they're abusing sick days and you do too. You know, don't, you know, don't be an evil company, you know, create a fun work living culture and you're going to be a lot more successful. And if, if you don't, what you're going to find is a lot of your team members are going to leave and go to bigger and quote unquote better companies, you know, for more money, for more uh, benefits and things like that. So uh, create a livable company culture. Number, I believe we're on number eight, learn how to communicate. Now, communication is something we talked about a lot. It's super, super important. I used to say this philosophy almost on a daily basis, and that philosophy is by Lee Iacocca, former CEO of Chrysler. It's not who has the best service or product, right? It's who communicates it the best. I'm going to say that again. It's not who has the best service or product. It's who communicates it the best. So in your terms, it's not who has the best SEO services out there. It's who communicates it the best. Now, take that with a little grain of salt. If you don't provide the best services, you're not going to be able to retain your clients. But in order to gain clients, it's not about who has the best service or product. It's who communicates it the best. So you have to master the art of communicating your skills, your services to your prospective clients. You have to practice, practice, practice and find out the easiest and most simple ways to do that. And some of the ways that we've talked about in the past were, how do you communicate SEO? I communicate it in two steps. Step number one, optimization. We'll go through your entire site and every landing page and make sure it's properly optimized. Step number two, every single month after that, we'll build domain authority. We build your domain's authority by creating awesome content every single month. And we do that over and over and over again into your domains, until the authority of your domain grows. So two steps. Step one, optimization. Step two, domain authority. That's how I communicate SEO to people. And it really made them understand it because it was a very, very simple way to communicate it. So master how you communicate to people. Also, you know, instead of saying an SEO company a lot, we also told people that we were a boutique digital marketing agency. And this helped people have a lot, give us a lot more credibility. It helped people rely on us and trust us a little bit more because they heard the boutique digital marketing agency they heard those words and it kind of meant something to them. Boutique meant that they weren't working with a massive company that was going to charge them an arm and a leg and potentially lose focus on them. The digital marketing meant that we didn't just focus on SEO, just getting them traffic. We also focused on getting them sales and leads and focused on helping them communicate and focus on the design of their stuff. We focused on so much more instead of just getting traffic, you know, actually physically converting people into sales was our other focus. So that digital marketing that kind of gave us a bigger picture, you know, presence to our, 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 our prospective clients. And then agency really sounded good too. People really liked working with agencies. It was a bigger picture way of thinking. So master the way you communicate to people, really practice it, really, really master that. Okay. So number six is positive cash flow. If you're a small company and you're growing, one of the things that you're going to realize is that if you don't maintain positive cash flow, you will be out of business very, very, very soon. Positive cash flow is so important to every business, not just SEO companies. And here's how you maintain positive cash flow. When you get paid, 
then you pay your contractors. That's one example. So let's say that you get a contract for six months and you're working with two contractors, right, to help you fulfill the services. Well, when you get a down payment, two or three days later, they get a down payment. When you get your second and third and fourth payment, two or three days later, they get their second, third, and fourth payment. Never pay your contractors before you get paid. That doesn't even make sense. You know, I know you're counting on that money coming in, but that's called negative cash flow. You're basically becoming a bank. And God forbid that the money doesn't come in. Now you're really screwed. You've already paid somebody. Always pay your contractors after you've been paid. One way to maintain positive cash flow. Another way is stop chasing checks. You know, this is just, you know, my opinion, but I've seen it and I've tried it, I've done it. But we used to allow our monthly SEO services to be paid by check every single month. So every month we would hope, (laughs) keyword hope, that those checks would come in on time at the beginning of the month. And guess what? Half of them never came in on time. Companies are ran by people. Billing departments have people. And if people are in charge of paying the bills, some people are just naturally late on things. That's going to create negative cash flow. Think about it. If you, are, if you demand that your, your services are paid for at the beginning of the month, that's great if they're paid for on the first, second, third, or fourth, or fifth day. But if somebody's late, now you've paid your team on the first, now you've paid your team on the 15th, and you still haven't got paid. Negative cash flow. You need to make sure that you get paid before you pay your team, you know, at the beginning of the month. So that's another way to maintain positive cash flow. So always work on maintaining positive cash flow. Number six, simplify your contracts. Simplifying your contracts is probably going to be a game changer like it was for us. We used to have 30-page contracts that people would have to go through. I'm sure they had to go through for like an hour. Just, you know, just to read through the whole thing or maybe two hours. And they had to pass it through their attorneys, probably pass it around the office. Does this all look good? Does this look okay? Are we safe? Are we protected? 30 pages of just, I'm going to call it what it is, folks. It was bullshit. 30 pages of bullshit. That's all that those contracts were. It was like, this is who we are. This is how we've done things. This is seven pages of terms and conditions. This is our scope. These are all these things that they had to read through. Half of that shit, they could have just clicked on a link and went to our website but instead we made them read through it on contracts so simplify your contracts you know get them down to three or four pages maybe five pages max and oh almost forgot we i have free contracts for you um, if you go to mysiteauditor.com forward slash resources you can either file that url or just go to mysiteauditor.com look in the footer click on resources and you'll get to a page that has all of our free stuff on it um, two of those things, one is a free SEO contract and another one's a free web design contract. The, the Word document and the PDF are available for download so you can edit it, upload, put, put your logo in there, change your information, change our information to your information. But I use these contracts for years and I've mastered them. They are so good. They're so solid. I literally, literally sold millions of dollars with these contracts. They're each three to five pages long. They're super simple and they work. I didn't just create them and put them out there. I created them years ago and perfect them over years. Now, I tweaked them a little bit after my company got sold, um, but they're still almost the exact same thing, except for tweaked just so I didn't, wasn't giving out the same contract that Ocean's still using. But they work, and they're awesome. So make sure you download those. They're totally free. 
Use them over and over and over again. MySiteAuditor.com forward slash resources, or just look in the footer for the word resources. All right, number five, have a process. Now, our first few years, we definitely didn't have a process, and then when we implemented one, we noticed a huge difference. A, we were way more successful with our clients and the service we provided, and B, we got a lot more sales. We had people telling us in meetings that they were literally laughing at other companies because there was no process. They just kind of went to town and went to work and, and didn't really have a process. You know, didn't really go through a discovery phase, a strategy phase, you know, an execution phase, an analysis phase. They weren't agile whatsoever. And even Google says be agile. Have an agile cycle. Be agile, you know, like have a process. SEO is very important. It's always changing, you know. The one constant thing that they say over at Google is that that SEO and, and Google will always change. That's the only constant, that there always will be change. It's always going to be evolving, so unless your process is agile, you know, you're in deep trouble. So make sure you have a process. Make sure you show that process um, to your prospective clients and let them know that this is how we maintain our success through each client. Think about it from a restaurant perspective. You know, when a restaurant franchises all over the world or country or whatever, the sh- original chef creates a recipe, masters that process, and once it's mastered... They pass that process down or that recipe and they pass it to each chef at each location and they make sure they follow that process to a T. And the more clear that process is and the more the more able that process is to be followed, the better the product is going to be every single time. So having a process is just critical. Don't overlook it. You know, have some type of process, whether it's a simple one or an agile one. All right. Number, the I think, four on our list. Provide ethical services. Don't get away from providing ethical services. In the SEO industry, it's so easy to be unethical. There's so many, I've had people brag that they're unethical. You know, people that I interviewed for, for an SEO position. Like, yeah, I've been doing black hat for a while. I do a little bit of white hat, a little bit of gray hat, you know. But mainly black hat stuff. So I know the deal. I know the ropes. I know how this thing works. And that was a huge turnoff. I think... Was it BMW a few years back that got banned in Germany? BMW.com or whatever the the TLC is for uh, Germany. BMW got banned in Google for doing unethical SEO practices. I think JCPenney had some problems here in the U.S. where they got just dropped from every single ranking they had on ethical SEO practices. If you think that Google is not going to penalize you, but they will penalize BMW or JCPenney, you're sorely mistaken. They have manual penalty teams and they have their algorithm that basically looks for, you know, all these different problems. Their whole mission is to provide the best, most relevant and fastest information. And if you try to mess with them on that, they're going to get you. They're going to ban your clients and your clients are going to sue you, you know. So don't do those things. Stay ethical. Remember we talked about don't build links. Building links is spam. Yep. Building links is spam. Going out there and finding places to put your link on, that's, that's spam. Earn links. Create such awesome content. Make sure your content is so good, so awesome, so visual, that when you release it, that people naturally link to it. They naturally share it. Earn your links. Don't build them. And always stay ethical. You know, make sure you're reading all the updates that Google's putting out there, whether it's Panda or Penguin or, or whatever the case is. If you think that you're going to outsmart Google, 
Good luck. They've got a thousand people there, ten times smarter than you, right now, trying to figure out how to stop people from being unethical and how to maintain their market share. That, com- that company has like $65 billion in the bank. $65 billion in the bank. And you're going to outsmart them? I don't think so. It ain't going to happen. Stay ethical. And, and honestly, the, staying ethical actually works the best. We put out, I remember, an awesome infographic for a client. It was so cool. It was so visual. It was designed so well. We wireframed it. We got someone on Elance to design it. Such an awesome infographic. We put it up on our client's blog, and it got 45,000 page views in like a day. We, I think we syndicated it out to Reddit. We, we had somebody post it on Reddit or something like that, and then it just blew up. 45,000 page views. Our client was thrilled. Because we stayed ethical. And what else did that lead to? That led to resigning the client. They saw the cool visual stuff that we were creating for them. And they stopped worrying about you know, where they were ranked for every key phrase they were going after. They started looking at all the cool visual stuff that we were creating for them. And all the crazy amounts of page views and, and traffic they were getting from all this cool content we were putting out there. And again, that kind of bullets back to you know, increasing your domain authority. So stay ethical with every single thing you do. You're not going to outsmart Google. It's just not going to happen. All right. So the number three thing on the list is quality content is king. Now, this kind of folds into what I was just saying, so I'll keep this one brief. But there used to be a saying back in the day named called content is king. I, want, I just want to switch that saying a little bit. I want to add on to that. No longer is content king. Quality content is king. Not just content is king. Because content is king implies that, oh, if I put out 100 articles over the next year, I'm going to do awesome in SEO. No, you're not. It's going to be terrible. Article, I mean, so many people in the past few years, you know, when they're providing SEO services, they think it's all about creating articles and creating content. It's not about creating content. It's about creating good quality content, awesome visual content, infographics, resource centers, visual blogs, uh, videos, visual, really good content that people look on and really take away some information and like it so much that they actually click the share button or they actually link to it from maybe their blog or their website. So quality content is king, not just content. Your entire, I'm going to be very clear about this. 80% of what you do in your SEO business should be about creating quality content. I had so many people pissed on me at, on Twitter because I say this all the time, that SEO is now 20% technical and 80% quality content. I'm going to say that one more time. SEO is now 20% technical, 20%, 80% quality content. That doesn't mean we don't need developers and, and, and smart you know PHP people and HTML people to code things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Google has shifted how SEO works. They want to focus on quality content because they know if, that if someone does a search in Google and quality content doesn't pop up, that person's going to Bing or they're going to Yahoo. They're not staying at Google. They're going to lose market share. It's They're about providing accessible information in the fastest way possible, the best most quality information in the fastest way possible. And if you try to you know, stop that, they're going to go after you, whether it's you know, through their algorithm or whether it's through you know, a manual penalty. So yeah, so quality content is king. Number nine, 
or number two? Are we going backwards? Number two. Um, so incentivize your team. Incentivizing your team is another really important thing you want to do if you want to grow your company. And if you want to grow your company, incentivizing your team is definitely a way to go because they will help you grow it because they're incentivized by making money along with the growth of the company. So think about it like this. It's your, nobody's going to care as much as you do. Nobody's going to care about your company and want to grow it as much as you do unless they're making money off every dollar that's made in the company just like you are. So in other words, you know that every single dollar that you make, you make more money at that company because you own the company. So every time you make money, you're making more money. Well, in most companies, it doesn't work like that with employees. Most companies, the more money the company makes, the doesn't necessarily mean that the employee is going to make more money. And that's kind of disheartening. You know, people, employees are people. They want to know that the harder they work, the more money they can make. So you have to incentivize them. If one of your team members, if one of your, if somebody on your team resigns a client, incentivize the heck out of them. Give them 10% of that. Give them 5%, 10%, whatever it is. Make sure they know. Make sure they know that every single time they resign a client, they're going to get a huge payday. Make sure your sales team, I mean, this one's a little bit more obvious, but of course your sales team needs to be incentivized. Make sure they know that if they sign a client, they get a huge you know, bonus or commission. Make sure your team, you know, what we did was I gave 10% of our entire company profit to our team and they got to split it. They used to go over to our board, see what our company monthly goal was and see how high we could get it. And if they hit their company goal, they got to split 10%. That was huge. You know, instead of making a few thousand dollars a month, they're making double that. You know, and they would work their butt off because they know if they re-signed a client or if we met our company goal, they would make more money. So don't be greedy. Be cheap, but not with your, your employees. The last one is stay a student. I can't emphasize this enough. SEO is always evolving. It's not dying like some knuckleheads like to think. You know, I love that when people say SEO is dying. Well, unless Google is dying, then SEO is not dying. Right? So if Google goes out of business, because Google provides organic search, that's you know the original way that their company became a very popular and large company from a democratic way of organizing and ranking businesses across the world. So people could find their services and products. And then they made all their money through the AdWords, right? From wrapping up advertising around those organic results. So unless Google's going out of business or search engines are just becoming obsolete, then SEO is not dying. SEO is evolving. It's changing. In fact, Google even says that. They say that the only constant, well, we said this a little bit while ago, the only constant thing about Google is that it's always changing, right? That's the only constant thing in Google is that it's always changing. It's always evolving. It's not dying. That's just ridiculous. But if you stay a student, sorry, I got off on a little tangent there. Staying a student means that you're constantly reading all the blogs, all the information, all the resources, all the case studies that are released every single day. There's so many good blogs. You know, some of them are opinion-based. Some of them are fact-based where they're testing things out. Because remember, SEO is evolving. It's changing. They're testing things out and giving you the results. They're saying, hey, we just, we just ran this, you know, we just tried this for 30 days 
and we found and here found out this, this, and this, and here here are the results. And you can save yourself that time and that headache of doing that same test by just reading their case study. You know, reading great blogs like Quick Sprout, you know, Search Engine Land, Moz, you know, on a regular basis is super important to an industry that's always evolving. Make it mandatory amongst your team members. Make sure that it is absolutely mandatory that they always stay a student. Put it, put it in their job description. Make sure they know that part of their job duties are to always stay a student. Read, read everything every single day because it's always evolving. I hope that makes sense because it's super important to always stay a student, especially in any industry that's evolving. Well, that was the number one reason, and those are the top 10 takeaways from how to run a successful SEO company. This podcast has been wonderful. It's been fantastic. I hope you will, uh, you know, share it, you know, listen to it again, you know, take whatever you, you can away from it, save a little time, save a little, little bit of money. But it's been a real pleasure talking to you. And I hope you'll visit our site over at My Site Auditor. Be sure to look out for my next podcast, How to Run a Successful Web Design Company. This is Marvin Russell signing off. You've been listening to the podcast, How to Run a Successful SEO Company.